TSL. This is the Satin Lounge, the place where all are welcome, uh, an inclusive community. Um, and there's no one who emanates this practice more than our next guest who joins us in Pillow Talk. He's a religious trailblazer, human rights advocate and author, founder and senior pastor of the nationally known 3,500 plus member Vision Church of Atlanta. He is also the founder and presiding bishop of the United Progressive Pentecostal Church Fellowship, which is this growing fellowship that oversees more than 90 affirming churches and faith-based organizations um, around the United States, and I think even internationally. Is that right, Bishop? Yes. Uh, Sun Lounge, please help me welcome this master of unconditional love. Bishop O.C. Allen, thank you for being here. Hello. I'm so excited <laughs> about being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am honored that you are here. Oh, I'm honored that mine. you're here to create love with me. That's yes. what we do here yes. on a weekly basis. And um, I'm glad that you're here to saturate the atmosphere with your love. Awesome. Um, first of all, 3,500 plus and growing. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole lot of sheep. Uh, to shepherd, oh, not a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I've been yeah. to your church. Uh huh. Okay, and I wanted to tell you. What did you think? What did you think? Oh my God! It was it was absolutely incredible to feel that much love mm-hmm. and unity mm-hmm. and harmony mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed by the kind of love that I felt there. Awesome. Uh, can we talk about how unique your church is? How would you describe it? Wow. Um, I could use a million words, and I'm not sure that that would adequately define what our ministry is to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that at the end of the day, um, you just used the term. It's so awesome, creating love. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I believe that the ministry has become a place that has focused its attention on really trying to create a space of love, mm-hmm. safety, mm-hmm. the dynamics, all of the issues that point toward creating a world that is not afraid of love. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a profound thing when you can bring everybody together. Oh. When we first started, the goal was to just provide primarily a safe place for two types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily LGBT people. Right. Um, LGBTQI. Yeah. S. <laughs> M. Yeah. You know, all, all, all the alphabets. XYZ. Yeah, Got XYZ. Yes. All the alphabets. Uh-huh. In a, in a very safe place. Yeah. But then also... There were people that were just over church or over religion. Right. You know, that really wanted a space that created love, Mm -hmm. that focused on love, Mm -hmm. where the intention was love. Mm -hmm. Uh, The intention was not control or over indoctrination of ideas, (laughs) even though, you know, we're a Christian church. So we do 
focused on Christian ideals, but at the end of the day, I believe that the whole point is love, creating right. love. I just just know that I have fallen in love with that. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> creating love. We all seek love, but many of us have various experiences with it. Um, and so while we're seeking love, we're also trying to heal from uh, our experiences. Mm -hmm. And all of that coming together, converging in one space, yeah. can create this amazing experience. It is. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's my personal mantra, but it's my, 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 my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you say you're inclusive, that also has to mean, if, or if you're saying you're creating a space that's inclusive, mm -hmm. That has to mean there must be people in the room that don't look like you. Right. That don't even Act think like, like you. Act like you walk, Act, yeah. talk like you, absolutely. Yeah. For us, we had to make sure that it was a safe place for heterosexuals. Absolutely. A safe place for black different people, races, black people. White people, yeah. yeah. What does that look like? And so, you know, it's quite a journey providing that because, you know, the church is a microcosm of whatever the world is. Uh -huh. And the world is full of division and full of mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Well, that comes in the room, too. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, our pursuit is creating love. And as long as that remains the focus, um, you end up creating a powerful experience. Absolutely. And I am so proud that the Vision Church exists, mm -hmm. that you exist, that there are trailblazers who carry this mantra of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. um, it's wonderful to actually get someplace where you're comfortable enough to take your coat off mm -hmm. to hear a dialogue about who mm -hmm. you could aspire to be, mm -hmm. which is a better you. Yeah. Um, we need more places like that. Yeah. And I'm do. so glad that we do. this one exists. Well, it is a principle that the opposite exists in everything. Mm -hmm. If there's black, there's white. Mm -hmm. If there's right, there's wrong. Mm -hmm. If there's love, mm -hmm. there's hate. Yeah. Okay, and you were talking about how that comes in the room mm -hmm. also and how um, you have had to deal with the haters. Um, how, how do you handle uh, your opposition to your vision? How do you deal with that? I don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, well, so let me be honest. Okay. When we first started this journey mm -hmm. of ministry, mm -hmm. uh, Christ-centered ministry, it was very difficult. I'm in the Bible Belt. You know, people assume mm -hmm. that because Atlanta is supposedly the, the black, black gay, gay capital, capital of the world, <laughs> that, you know, some kind of way, yeah. you know, it's going to be easy to do. Well, actually, quite mm -hmm. contrary. That's absolutely not true. Okay. Because... Um, the oppressed carry their oppression no matter what right. city they're in. Right, exactly. I don't care where they are. You exactly. Know? And, um, and so it was difficult. And so I think that early on I did have a season where I was responding to people that felt differently than I felt. Okay. Until I got to this amazing place where I realized, number one, if you have been called to be a leader, to be a, what people are calling me a trailblazer, which I don't necessarily you, accept yes, because you are, sir. Yes, I stand on the shoulders of other people. Okay. But if you, if you are called to move and progress um, the world forward, you also don't get a right to be upset with the people that have an issue with you. Absolutely. <laughs> That's balance and maturity, yes. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you do that? I mean, you know, if you believe the world is round and somebody believes the world is flat, mm -hmm. I mean, do you do you spend your energy on the people that believe the world is flat? Or do you do you <laughs> do, literally <laughs> focus on you and what you mm -hmm. believe 
um, and not even try to prove that the world is round, mm-hmm. uh, but live and exist as though the world is round and people will, will get to that point. And so I very clearly stopped responding to my critics. I expected to have critics. Mm-hmm. I have to have critics if I am doing something that is different and new. Mm-hmm. Um, but many of my critics have become my fans mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. And I think if I if you get stuck on critiquing those who critique you, you miss an awesome opportunity of allowing them to go through their process. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, I had haters. But then also, the, the haters on the outside are not the issue. Okay. I think creating this environment of love has also had its challenges because within the LGBT community, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, as we are, you know, I just listed out the alphabets, they're still separate alphabets. Wow. <laughs> they're still separate wow. alphabets. You know, I'm, I'm not suggesting <laughs> that people profound. shouldn't have their mm-hmm. own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've matured in ministry, I've, I've actually kind of gotten to a place where people even listening might disagree with me, but I think our own sexual orientation or our race or these types of um, demarcations actually are limited. Mm. You know, I believe as a spiritual leader that first and foremost, we're spirit. We're spirit. Having a human experience. So how do we, how do we connect the dots in the spiritual realm in terms of who we are? Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's been the challenge. And so, you know, trying to teach that in a room where the, the heterosexuals and the homosexuals are trying to be comfortable with each other, which is actually much easier than the lesbians and the gay men mm. being comfortable with the transgender okay. men and women. Yeah, that's true. There's, yeah. Is there an elephant? <laughs> and then... I don't... Yeah. yeah. Then the bisexuals <laughs> and just all of that yes. comes in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey. I don't even believe that it is my assignment to to eradicate all of it, you know? Mm -hmm. My assignment is to just continually focus people on Mm -hmm. creating love Mm -hmm. and moving beyond their limitations, whatever those limitations are. Love that. And that's, I believe that to be the path because I believe if you focus on your critics, you create more critics. That's good. You create, you focus on love, you create more love. That's just the way it works. And so I'm... Uh, a, f- a fan of that, and I need you to turn your phone off. <laughs> They're calling That's my you critics right calling. Now. That's your my critics. Credit. You got my critics is calling. <laughs> <laughs> they was criticizing what I just said. I'm sorry. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Bishop O'Seal. Tell them don't call my phone, uh, call yours. Call, That's what they call the yeah. satin yeah. request line. <laughs> I wanted to really talk to you about the support that is in your life, mm-hmm. uh, specifically one of your greatest supporters who has been both visually uh, supportive and vocal mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to you. Your church calls your extraordinary husband, mm-hmm. Rashad, the first gentleman. The first gentleman. I am so in love with that (laughs) phrase. Uh, How important is his purpose in your life as your husband and his purpose as a supporter of this dynamic vision that you have? Wow. You know, I'm a crybaby and emotional and all of that stuff. (laughs) But um, just thinking about the journey and who he is to the journey is is very emotional and amazing. Um, honestly, I don't want to call him a supporter because at the end of the day, he is the one mm-hmm. 
that not only has kept my feet on the ground, but he's also the one that pushed me mm-hmm. into what I was called to do. You know, I, I've, I've had a calling, you know, um, on my life. I'll just use mm-hmm. that term, a calling. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had an assignment. Mandate something you yeah, were supposed that I was supposed to do. To do. Right. Um, but because of my, in my past, my theological struggles with, you know, what that meant as a gay man, you know, all of that um, just caused me to put pause on that. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, when he and I got together 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of concern about what it would look like. You know, who's going to sit under mm-hmm. a, a gay preacher? You know, even though there are gay preachers, openly gay pastors and bishops and people in the world, it, I hadn't seen it in my context. Mm-hmm. And I used to write in a black book, you know, all of the things that I saw in terms of ministry and what mm-hmm. I was called to do. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I kept it under lock and key. Okay. I mean, I'd get upset when I'd see him even looking at the book, you know. <laughs> Get out of there. Don't, you know, all of that. Um, and one night we were in, in the kitchen cooking and talking and a song came on and uh, a song called Ordinary Servant. It was a praise and worship leader in Atlanta mm-hmm. who wrote the song. Mm-hmm. We were listening to it and it was just so moving. And and he kind of looked at me. He's like, you have to do this. You have to do what you've been called to do. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, you know, me being human, insecure, I, I still you know, have my own mm-hmm. emotional struggles and things. And uh, we'll talk more about that. But I was giving him excuses why I can't. And he just really said to me, you know, you're going to be miserable if you don't do what you've been called to do. Walk in your purpose. Walk in your purpose. That's literally what he said. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going. And I said, well, I'm going to be miserable doing it. <laughs> he said, well, I don't want to be married to a miserable man. <laughs> you got to yeah, fix this, right? Yeah, you got to do this. And I got your back. I got you. Mm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I got the home. I got this. I got this. Mm-hmm. You do what you're supposed to do, and I'll do what I'm supposed to do. And literally, that broke the chains for me. And I said, well, you know, okay, you know, I didn't know how, you know, we didn't have any money, you know, we didn't have nothing. We just bought our first house. It was just, you know, oh. Okay. And it's amazing. I fundamentally believe this. When you step out on your purpose, the universe conspires Mm -hmm. to make it happen. Oh, please say that one more time. When you step out on your purpose, the universe conspires to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I believe with every fiber of my being that God, you know, the universe, right. the source does not force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people say the force be with you. Well, right. the force will be with you, but the force is not going to force itself upon you. Okay. You step out and the force says, oh, okay, yeah. let's do it. I right. was just waiting on you to make it happen. Exactly. Because honestly, at the moment I said, okay, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any I didn't have no friends. I, didn't have any, I, had, I had a husband and I had a vision. Okay. And literally the people started coming. The mm-hmm. support started coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had to work hard. Yes, we had struggles. But the successes have outweighed anything that I could have ever imagined mm-hmm. to make this happen. So he's been amazing. He's been my support. He's been the wind under my wings. Those moments where I've gotten tired and weak and you know, when the work has become very difficult, um, he's been the one to get up, get out to bed, mm-hmm. stop all that crying and complaining. <laughs> I love it. 
Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, been, my he's God. I love that so much. Rashad, we love you in the Satin Lounge. We I hope love to, you, I hope to. I hope to sit down with some people and talk with him because he's yes. a uh, strong um, activist or, or would, I, would you say an advocate well, for... Ac- actually, he is the branch chief for capacity building in the Division of HIV and AIDS at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at CDC. His role is to supervise the programming for all of the HIV programs in public health departments and agencies that uh, are trying to do collaborations and capacity building. You know, I might have messed that up a little bit right there. No, I, th- well, I he thought can you were doing that better. Really? He can explain that better. <laughs> I love it. He's doing an awesome job on the forefront addressing HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. uh, in our community. So many paths and purposes and things that we need to do, but yeah. nobody can do mm-hmm. it alone. Nobody. And it's just beautiful to know that God or the creator mm-hmm. or the universe or the source or the, or the force <laughs> has planned it strategically for you yeah. to uh, have someone walk with you. We're going to uh, come back and talk about one of the most exciting things that I believe that is happening to you right now. Your okay. brand new book that you have available. Yes. I want to really get into that. Okay. Um, you're listening to the Satin Lounge with Kira. All right. We're back with Bishop O.C. Allen. Don't you move. You know I love you, right? I love you too. Ain't nobody got what we got. No, no. What a- Baby, as you say, my skin is the color of sun-warmed sand. Then you're my moonless night. Rhythm needed and wanted. Now hold me just a bit. This is Bishop O.C. Allen, pastor of the Vision Church of Atlanta, and I'm the author of Master Your Emotions, a book that you can purchase online at ocallen.com. This is the Satin Lounge, where we promote equality, creativity, and unconditional love. And we're back with the trailblazing founder and bishop of one of the world's fastest growing churches, uh, the Vision Church of Atlanta, Bishop O.C. Allen. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Man of God. Thank you. Man of God. Man of God. Why did they put the D on it? Uh, and it's called the, Fancy Ebonics. Okay. I just always Church Ebonics. curious about that. <laughs> Amen. Okay. No, but um, so, Bishop, I read your book. Wow. Awesome. And uh, he has a profound book out right now called Mastering Your Emotions. Um, it seems natural to me that you would become an author mm. <laughs> as another comma is added behind your name. Um, but I found it transformative. I found it uh, a journey. It moved me from emotional, from an emotional detox mm-hmm. to um, emotional health. Mm-hmm. And in between those little places in between, there were checkpoints, mm-hmm. you know, where you could use and apply some of these tools to help mm-hmm. you become a healthier you. And I really appreciated uh, that piece of work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted us, if, if you 
uh, don't mind, I would like to kind of share some of it with the awesome. Satin Lounge. Yes. Mastering your emotions, take control of your emotions so that your emotions don't take control of you. Yes. That is the full title. <laughs> it is. Okay. It's a powerful book. What was the catalyst? Why did you write this book? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> because of my own stuff. That's why. Your own <laughs> emotions. I'm crazy. I need help. I need prayer. Prayer. Praying so for literally, you. honestly, uh-huh. it is because of my own emotional journey. Okay. You know, I I didn't want to sit and just exegete a bunch of scriptures. Exegete. Okay. What is You know, exegete um, to pull apart and interpret. Okay. Scriptures without making the scriptures relevant Mm -hmm. where people are, you know, so for my own personal journey, practical, practical, Mm -hmm. how I think that's the most important thing. And I think Mm -hmm. um, many people are oftentimes turned off by, you know, religion just in general. Yes. Um, It doesn't matter what religion it is. Mm But a lot of times people are turned off because this, the indoctrination does not provide application. Wow. The indoctrination does not provide application, does not make it relevant. So the question is, how do I live? Mm-hmm. How do I sit in this cubicle at work and deal with a difficult supervisor? How do I apply principles when I am in conflict with my spouse? Exactly. How do I handle my child that I don't understand and doesn't understand me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that journey, uh, I created this book and, and I applied my own process. This book, as I said at the very beginning, I am not a full master of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I am trying to become uh, more masterful when it comes to my emotions. But I'm also in a journey also. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, growing. I'm also learning. Uh, I felt like I wanted literally every person in my church to have a little bit of what we've talked about over the years in Mm -hmm. in Bible studies and sermons. Mm -hmm. I, you know, am a bishop of churches around the country. Right. Um, I'm a pastor of a church. uh, But one thing my church knows, I'm very transparent. You know, on Sundays I tell them, I'm having a conversation with you that God is having with me right now about me. Right. I'm just going to spend the next 30 minutes Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, hopefully not 45 minutes, <laughs> sharing the with preacher, you. The yeah. preacher say, I'm almost done. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost in my closing. I'm almost, yeah. <laughs> For another 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I yeah. You. you know, I, I just want to bring you in to my own growth process. Okay. So that's 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 what the book is about. Well, the book is is strategically broken down in by chapter mm-hmm. to take you through this journey mm-hmm. as I expressed before. I mean, the very first chapter, I mean, it immediately jumps into methods of how to change. Mm-hmm. You called the first chapter detox your heart. Mm-hmm. I deal with ego, I deal with family issues, I deal with relationship issues. You can't get to that mm-hmm. until you've dealt with the tox- toxicity yes. that is inside of you. I mean, literally, any doctor will tell you before we can get this procedure done, uh-huh. we got to deal with this first. Right. And so that was really the strategy. And so I believe that there are toxins, emotional toxins that come from the past, that come from how we feel about ourselves, mm-hmm. come from the things that were spoken over us how we've handled things, Mm -hmm. uh, how people have handled us, all in our heart. Right. And can you imagine a toxic heart trying to to have a relationship (laughs) 
<laughs> with another toxic heart. Now, it's just going to be poison. poison in the house. That's true. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. And so I believe you have to detox your heart. You have to detox your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step to um, mastering yes. your emotions. Yes. Uh, I, I, quickly, I just wanted to go through some of these uh, points through these chapters. Uh, um, chapter 7, I highlighted it because it was one of my favorite principles. And I'm grateful to say it is something that I literally do try my best to practice in my life. Um, you called it the F word. F, uh, the real F word. The real F word. How important is forgiveness? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, it is possibly the most important chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. And it coincides with the first chapter, Detox Your Heart. Uh-huh. Because I believe, honestly, living in unforgiveness is the toxicity oftentimes. Right. And what I also tried to do was, you know, particularly talking about things that happened to us that um, we didn't cause that you know, or things that were done to us mm-hmm. unfairly, mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's abuse or just experiences we have in our childhood. I try in this chapter dealing with forgiveness to not suggest that um, people are not responsible and should not be held responsible for their actions. Mm. But I really try to focus on how do I deal with getting beyond the past in a way where I become free Mm -hmm. from the things that have happened and the things that I have done. Right. You have to forgive you yourself have, as well. You have to forgive yourself as yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From toxicity. And it's very difficult. It is. It's difficult. It's difficult to love people that have not been loving. Hurt people hurt people. Right. And many times people hurt people because of the things that have happened to them. I say this all the time. You are responsible for your own mental health. You not are me. responsible <laughs> for mastering your own emotions. You. you. Yeah. Yes. There were just so many nuggets that were in this book. Um, one of them that I chuckled about a little bit was about the codependency. I think the <laughs> phrase you used was uh, needing to be loved and loving to be needed. Yes. And that loop or that circle that we kind of run around in yes. when we're codependent. And it's even beyond our relationships with our spouses. Yes. It can just We're just addicted to... Uh, there is such a thing as being addicted to love, isn't there? Oh, yes. Yes. And I find that people who've been oppressed, mm-hmm. uh, people that have had extraordinary experiences with rejection, mm-hmm. struggle with, I think it's a very surface thing to call it, neediness. Mm-hmm. But that's the best word I come up with you right just now. Needy. Just, you're needy. You're just needy. you 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 just needy. <laughs> and you find it in our community in a very poignant way. Right. Um, and you find it in every other community, but I just think in our but community. Specifically, yes. Yeah. LGBT. Yeah. I think the codependency issue has to be analyzed. It has to be dealt with. And in the chapter, I deal with different ways of um, coming to an understanding that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that so you're needy. You're needy. Just being honest about yeah. that. And then out of that neediness, a manipulative mm. pattern of behavior is developed. When we don't feel like we're needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm getting kind of you're heavy into it. We, we try to find ways mm-hmm. to make people need us. Make people need us. Then we become controlling. Mm-hmm. If you create something out of neediness, mm-hmm. you will create 
and recreate mm-hmm. the dysfunctions that created them. That codependency. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Yeah. Does it make okay. sense to you, Sound Lounge? I, I believe okay. we're on the same awesome. page. No pun intended. Awesome. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Bishop O.C. Allen. He has a brand new book out called Mastering Your Emotions. Uh, we are taking principles from that book uh, and trying to, I guess, uh, make them uh, very practical to you. I uh, read this book. I ate it all. Awesome. And I enjoyed what what it gave me. My favorite part of the book was probably the very last chapter that talked about protecting your peace. Mm. And to me, that is the place in which I live and move and have my being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to protect my peace at all times. I cannot allow... Um, external factors mm-hmm. or what have you mm-hmm. to to come in and invade that place because that is the only place in which I can retreat mm-hmm. and um, and it's the, my sacred place. Yes. Okay. Could you share a few nuggets on how to protect? Oh wow! Your it, it's my favorite chapter. Also, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I was smiling because <laughs> it just really is my daily discipline. Right. You know how to ensure that I don't allow things on the outside to become toxic on the inside. You know, the peace of God is supposed to rest, rule, and abide in me, Mm -hmm. inside of me. We want it to abide on the outside, (laughs) but that's not as important as it abiding on the inside of me. And so I think the principles of protecting your peace, one of the major principles is... uh, to not walk in offense. Okay. So mean and, and, and mean well, do well. Yeah. And I think that's a very powerful notion to not take on an offense. Not take on an offense. And I told you walk in offense. Yeah. Not yeah. to take on an offense. Mm-hmm. When people are offensive, mm-hmm. you know, it is important to use wisdom to know when to make people accountable to something, you know. Mm-hmm. But also the things that we get offended by are utterly amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, a statement Mm-hmm. Can, you know, I hear people say, well, they disrespected me. And I, I'm always interested. How did they do that? Is your respect that fragile? How did they take your respect from you? Yeah, how did I can say something yeah. and take it away because someone called you something? Right. Are you that? Mm-hmm. You should have such a healthy sense of self mm-hmm. that you you don't take on a external definition. Mm, I like that. Yes. You know, and I think, you know, is it easy? No. But is it possible? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to Is get, it necessary? Yes. Yes. <laughs> to get to a place where a person, you know, I'm, and, and again, I, you know, I say this cautiously because I think there should be activists out there mm-hmm. th- that are working very hard to address things that are offensive and, and all these types of things. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, you are responsible for the offenses you take on. Mm-hmm. And to get to a place in your life where I am not easily offended, where I can protect my most precious commodity, and that is the peace of God, the my the peace of my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when people say I'm just gonna give them a piece of your mind. I said, well, honey, you don't have you much. You don't have that. much. <laughs> well, why do you give them that? That's it's only about yes. a little bit. I like so that. Keep keep that you piece. Keep that that's your couple of- that's your piece. <laughs> that's your piece. You're gonna keep a couple of little morsels of. <laughs> peace of mind that you have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> uh, th- I think that's th- that's one way to... Um, I think the other thing is expectation. Mm-hmm. The expectations we have of people. Um, protecting your peace of mind is also about putting your expectations in check. Mm-hmm. 
we expect so much of the people around us. And we, we, and we less we, of ourselves, really. And less of ourselves. And we expect things of people that we aren't. Right. Are you right. the thing you're expecting someone else to be? Mm-hmm. And so I think when we put those expectations in their proper place, mm-hmm. people are just as flawed as we are. People are working maybe not always to the same degree mm-hmm. of becoming as healthy mm-hmm. as they should be. But, you know, I think we should give each other a break. Yeah. And be, yeah, just give people a break. Give them, you know, just give them a little space. Just ex- yeah. extend <laughs> some peace so yeah. you can have. Yeah, have some- peace. And I tell, I say this all the time. Just you know, grace. Give, give people grace. Yeah. Just give people a little grace. You know, right. I mean, you know, you never know when somebody's had a tough time and right. a tough day. And you don't know where people are. Mm-hmm. You know, so somebody snaps a little, you know, just. You know, you never know yeah. by not taking on the offense of the snap, what they said, but showing them an extra bit of love. And as you said, going back to the very beginning, creating a space of love, mm-hmm. even in a difficult Absolutely. space can go a long way. I think you're the stronger person. People say, well, I just don't want them to get over on me. You know, actually, mm-hmm. you're the strongest person mm-hmm. when you can take the wisest route. Mm. If they want to... Uh, purchase this book yes um it's it, it's uh available online now is that how they're going you to can get, get the ebook ocallen.com ocallen.com you get the ebook online it's right there mm-hmm. um and uh if you need Im- more information you can email us but all of the information is ocallen.com okay that's his personal website ocallen Dot com. Go there. Get this book. Uh, yes. Eat up these principles and practice them from detoxing your heart to finding and protecting your peace. I, yes. I believe the journey alone is uh, one that will make you a healthier yes. and more, I use the word valuable, yes. um, individual. And I use the word valuable meaning that you're able to be used yes. better. Better. That's right. That's right. That's a good word. Uh, uh, in in your purpose and yes. what God has called you to do or the creator or yes. the voice. Or the or force. The <laughs> force be with you. <laughs> I praise God and the force and the voice yes. and the, the, the all. All of them. For, for, um, <laughs> thank you for being here with us. Awesome. Um, and sharing your, your book and your gifts with us. Yes. Um, oh, I wanted to also mention, um, well, I know you have upcoming things happening um but also upcoming in the very end of this particular book you tease another book coming uh yeah. called the relationship book which the relationship book. i am so excited to read that one because i i know that um your uh, husband rashad is gonna have some oh yes uh, uh nuggets he taught me to share every principle in the book <laughs> can't wait for that to develop as well um what else do you have coming up do you have a calendar or something at your website Ooh. i know you're a busy busy man yeah we we don't put up everything mm-hmm. um but we we have a lot going on we run a foundation called the vision community foundation mm-hmm. and the vision community foundation uh, does HIV testing, mm-hmm. prevention, intervention, education. We have a, a, a feeding program called Bread of Life. Mm-hmm. We feed the homeless mm-hmm. once a week, every week. We've been doing that for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a number of women's and children and youth 
uh, programs and initiatives that we run mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a Christian pastor, yet I will say it, what we want to do is not only save your soul, but save your life. There you go. We'll save your life. Okay. And so um, we, we give out condoms. We do whatever we have to do by any means necessary mm -hmm. to protect people's uh, well-being. Mm -hmm. But most of all is to bring awareness to HIV and AIDS um, and to also uh, try to support all of our HIV testing mm -hmm. programs and initiatives throughout the city. Deets and links at yes. the satinlounge.com yes. for you to um, get involved if you're in the yes. in the Georgia or Atlanta area. Atlanta area. Uh, if you're not in the area, I, I really encourage you to uh, purchase his new book, yes. uh, Mastering Your Emotions. And if nothing else, please wrap your positive energies and your prayers and support around this man. Um, he's trailblazing. He's moving and shaking in ways that hasn't been done in the religious communities, and he needs all the support he can get. Yes. And I know how we are. We support one another yes, we here do. in the Zed Lounge. So, ocallen.com, available Thank for you. Thank you so much, Zed Thank you. Absolutely we, awesome. I want to tell you that um, I appreciate your authenticity, your life. You are truly a master of unconditional love. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. I, I People... You know, when they call me bishop, I say I'm the bishop of the broken and the battered. <laughs> if you're battered, I'm your bishop. <laughs> I am here because I know what it is to be battered and mm -hmm. to be bruised. Uh, but we're all trying to come back together. Yes. Humpty Dumpty. Reconciling. Putting, putting, yes. putting the pieces back together. And mm -hmm. so I'm just humbled to be even right. able to just talk. Right. I got a piece of the egg. I'm coming with yeah. my piece. I got to awesome. contribute. But it's amazing when we can bring all of our pieces together, yes. what we can do. We can put it back together. Satin Lounge, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Bishop. Uh, church on Sundays, you want to invite anybody to you come out? You can Please come out. visit us at the Vision Cathedral, mm -hmm. uh, which is at the Vision of Atlanta Worship Complex in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Grant Park area of Atlanta. We're right downtown. You can get information at thevisionchurch.org, thevision, thevisionchurch.org. Um, and we also stream our services live. Mm -hmm. Our services in Atlanta are at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. But if you're not in the Atlanta area, you can go to thevisionchurch.org. You can click right on the stream live mm -hmm. uh, banner, and it'll take you to our services. We stream uh, at 11 and at 7 Eastern Standard Time. You got that? God bless you, Settler. You got that? I hear them say yes. Yes. <laughs> I heard it too. Did you? I heard it. It was loud and clear. Thank you, Bishop. Love you so much. Come back anytime. Keep us posted on what you're doing. You're welcome to come back and Thank you. celebrate and create love with me anytime. Yes. Awesome. God bless you. Thank you.